Listener Production. G'day and welcome along to episode 88 of the Howie Games. Kurt Fernley, the prelude, the impact of Corona. Right off the top, I hope you guys are all doing okay in this new temporary world of isolation and social distancing. Takes a bit of getting your head round. It's not an easy thing. No doubt a lot of you are doing things pretty tough at the moment, but it will get better. It will get better. And hopefully your worlds are all back on track sooner rather than later. I mentioned in the last episode with Elisa Healer, we're going to try and crank up the number of episodes we send out. Obviously, people have got a little bit more time on their hands. Whew. Emails have been going out left, right and centre to potential guests. The home office, well, she's been turned into half a podcast studio, half a home school for the kids. Just on that, though, I'm not sure about your kids. Mine seem to think the whole shutting of schools means just an extended school holiday period. Not really into homeschooling at the moment. Anyway, the good news is things are on the up and more episodes are coming your way. The normal guest intro and parts A and B of the show are to follow, but first up, here's Kurt Fernley on the impact of the coronavirus on his world. Before we start the show in particular, obviously we are doing this remotely, mate, because of the coronavirus that has swept the world. It's... When I saw the, far, uh, the the news the other night with the planes grounded, I spend so much time at the airport, with the planes grounded and those in charge of the airport saying, right, we need somewhere to park the planes for potentially the next three to six months, that's when it hit me that the world has just shut down. How is it for you in your world at the moment, everything that's going on? It's, it's hard to get your head around, isn't it? Yeah, mate, I, I think that in general we're... Well, we've been incredibly fortunate. Like the country, we're not used to stopping. We're not used to taking. We're not used to taking any sort of backward backwards momentum. We're not used to doing without much at all. And I, I think that's probably hit us hit us fairly hard. Like I don't know. For me, it's you know probably three weeks ago, six months of work just stopped, and it within thirty hours. It just was phone call after phone call of just it's, you know, all the way out till September that everything you thought was going to take place is no longer. So what type of stuff are you talking about? Because this is the world we're all living in where, you know, for me the AFL season was called halfway through calling a game of footy. I was speaking to a guy down the road that runs seven pubs and he's just like, I've just put off 300 staff. What is it for you the the next six months that's now, that's gone? We were working with uh, working with um, the hospitality industry. We had 380 people with disabilities employed across Perth and Melbourne. Um, they're no longer they're no longer in, they're no longer working. You know, and that's 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 overnight. Um, there were you know probably working with 40 different companies in rooms of 500 people or more, <laughs> and talk, wow. talking about culture and talking about dealing with challenge and and about uh, about making sure that the culture is is uh, something that's positive and 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 that just stopped uh, I think in the in that same 36 hour period there was also a few shows that I was working on that got pushed back um, six months um, and uh, I think my wife got a phone call in that same period and her work also yeah, they, uh, they, yeah they, she had been on casual since uh, since we had our second baby and and that stopped as well. So we got hit hard three weeks back and I think I've like I think I've I've got my head around that now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I personally still find this, the, the whole thing, it's sad. Um, the reason why I probably find it sad as well is that I was meant to take a group of donors over to a little school. I got 75 kids with disabilities in the slums of Nairobi um, and they're kids with disabilities who were receiving education in a school over there that, and then we had to just stop that. And, you know, we go into a shop down, shut down over here and we don't go out for a coffee. Mm. They're telling stories about being beaten by police with clubs if they're outside. We don't, we don't buy. And there are some going to be some tragic stories of, of loss here, um, but the loss over there is immediate. Because the kids over there are, you know, like they're living on $3 a day and those dollars are gone. They can't go outside. They don't have food, you know. It's, you know, I think that the, 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 the scale of the impact of what we're experiencing is multiplied by 10,000 when you think about the realities that are happening right now in a place like Makuru. So I'm sad about that. I'm scared about the future. <laughs> I am worried about what this will look like in six months' time here and there uh, and what will be the what will be the long-lasting effect of this as well? Like are we going to be able to find some positive in this or is this something that's going to push people away from each other? And I guess the other one is that I'm I'm okay as well, <laughs> believe it or not. Like, yeah, yep. you, you wake up in the middle of the night and you do find moments where you're a bit, you're a bit off and a bit stressed and but I'm also, I'm okay that that's taken place. That I know that it's only going to be a temporary period of time. I know that I'll do whatever I can do to assist where I can, and there will be loss and there will be there will be hardship. But all you can worry about is what you can actually what you know what what you can do. And I know that when the time comes, I'll I'll do that. But now it's sitting and trying to do what you can from afar. And so 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 two questions following up from that, mate. I'll talk about you personally second but first up you talked about uh, a lot of people in difficult situations that you've helped find work that don't have work and you're talking about now people in Kenya and kids you're worried about how much does the weight of responsibility for those others that you've helped along the way now weigh on your shoulders oh look I don't think about it as a as a weight never have um I think more it probably just puts your own issues into perspective. So uh, if anything, it helps you go, you're okay. Just what, what else can you do? You know, mm. like, and it's tough because you're from, you're from afar and you can't, you can't be running around and, and doing the things that you would usually have. But I never, I've never thought of external thoughts as a weight. I, I use it as something that propels me forward, something that helps um, it's never been, not since I was a kid, mate, has, has any sort of external kind of feedback been anything but something that I've been able to switch into a positive. And your own situation, because you said you're waking up at night and around the country now, and I, I don't want to get too heavy with this stuff, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's nowhere to talk about. It is. <laughs> it's, heavy. it's heavy, mate, because yeah. people will be listening to this on a walk where they've been thinking... <laughs> geez, how am I going to pay the mortgage? What am I going to do about the kids' school fees? What do I do? Do I have to go down and line up for, for want of a better term, the doll? How are you approaching your own situation financially 
and just your situation in the world. How are you dealing with the extra stress that is coming on all of us at the moment? When, I, when I'm trying to do the, the things that I do do, I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm doing them well. Um, I, with personal circumstances, I've just, you've got to the point where you just got to commit that you will be going backwards. Over the next six mm. months, you will be going backwards. Like that is just, that is just the reality. And no, we're not used to it. No, we don't want it to be the reality at all. Um, but we don't choose that. That that's already hit us. So adjust where you can, pull back where you can, support the people around you and the community as much as you can. But just accept that we are going to. We are going to be pushed backwards over the next six months. We are all going to take a haircut. We're all going to take a hit um, and we've just got to get to the other side. There's no alternative. So once I, once I got my head around that, again, it was three weeks ago that we were we kind of took that took that um, 30 hours. So once you, once you get your head around that and you realise that, one, fortunately you are one of the 1% in the world that you're going to have savings that you can draw mm. down on over six months or 12 months or whatever it would be, that is, that's the 1% of the 1%. So the fortunate, you know, you are, I am extremely, extremely fortunate there. And, uh, and two, you've been able to keep a few different, uh, a few different parts of the world functioning, whether it via, via online or there are, there are a few parts of, uh, the business, the business, I guess, that you've been able to keep in the air. So make sure you nail them and make sure that when, Every other part, it feels like I've got about five different uh, five different worlds floating around. Just make sure that when we get through the other side, you're ready to run. You're ready to grab those people who are supporting that school and run in and help as much as you can. If you can get people in there and supporting right now, then do that. And every charity across the country, though, every NGO around the world is going to be hurting because, again, you, you reduce... You reduce the, uh, the the disposable income in in Bondi or Bar Beach, and mm. you reduce that. But the reality is that kids don't eat in Kenya. Something close to your heart, the Olympics. If we'd done this three days ago, four days ago, things are moving so quickly. The Olympics are off. I noticed today that they've rescheduled the date. Over the next period, I'll be lucky enough to speak to some athletes. And the first athlete who's been on this show that my mind went through to is Kate Campbell. And she was so raw on this show about what occurred in her mind in Rio and how she didn't live up to her own expectations. Forget the expectations of others, her own expectations. She'd be sitting at home now thinking, oh, I can't go to the pool. I can't train. When's the Olympics? I can't imagine how difficult it must be and you would be able to put yourself in these shoes if I said to you, right, the Olympics is in a year and you're competing, bang, you can't train. Like I can't imagine what is going through an athlete's world at the moment, which is what this show focuses on. There's bigger concerns, but what we're focusing on here is sport. Crazy time for the Olympics, crazy time. Yeah, mate, it's 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 going to be a challenging three, four, five, six months for athletes around the world. And, and, you know, like, I'm glad, I'm glad that they have called a date. Um, Mm. and, and, and in those weeks I was getting messages from our athletes in Italy and Spain, and they're talking about already being in lockdown again, three weeks ago. And uh, you're, you're getting messages from guys who are high needs, disabilities, people with uh, cerebral palsy say, and they're saying that 
they're saying that if I get sick, I might as well not go to the hospital because I'm ne- not getting treated. You know what I mean? Jeez. So let's, yeah, 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 you've got, there was such a period where fair play was almost taken out of the window, out of the, out of the context of the Olympic and Paralympic experience. So they've, they've stretched it that 12 months and yeah, guys who are at the later end of their career, that period of time where they've got to uh, really, really, you know, commit to another 12 months of burying themselves to, to get to there. I would say nine, I would say most will. I would say what most will. Uh, it may not be the games that they were getting in, in in 2020. It may not be the level of competition that is in that, that that they thought they could do in four or five months' time. But but that's sport, you know, as well. Like sports, unforgiving. Sport can be brutal. Sport can be beautiful, and the reason why it is beautiful is because it's savage as well. And you know, for those athletes that were ready to dominate in 2020, they will have to work harder to get that beautiful story. But if they are unable to, there'll be a beautiful story of a kid who hmm. had adjusted in a country unheard of to the to the circumstances that we're going through right now. And they they will create something beautiful on their own. So but that that's why we love it right like that's why sport is that's that's why i sunk two and a half decades into it it's why i'll fight for every kid to get access to sport till i fall off the you know fall off the perch one day is that there 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 are going to be hard runs but there are going to be adjustments made to that and 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 beautiful things created on the other side of that coin i reckon it's time for you and me to put the corona situation to the side. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> lighten, lighten things up a bit and have a chat about you. Okay, that is the impact of the coronavirus on Kurt's world. Join us now on part A and B for the normal Howie Games with the great man, Kurt Fernley. Listener.